On today's episode, Dave interviews actor Drew Dredge. Drew has appeared in Reno 911 and is known for his online impressions of Chloe 70. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. Uh, how long? October? That's awesome. And we have so, cool. so many, it's just unbelievable how many downloads we've had and, uh, and, and um, the guests that I've, I've kind of put together how, I knew that was going to be a problem. The guests that I've put together how, uh, I didn't think about it, um, but there's, there's a common denominator between everybody. And the common denominator really is people who sit in that chair really enjoy what they do. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's it. Oh, that's so cool. It's really great. Yeah. It's really great. Because um, there was one person that we tried to get on the show and he, his comment was, oh, it's going to be one of those touchy-feely kind of improv shows. I'm like, you know what? You know what? Do yourself a favor. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah. all due respect. Exactly. Yeah. And when I say with all due respect, I think I really mean with no respect. Uh, well, at all. With all due respect. With all due respect. What that, what that expression really means. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's sort of the expression like it's the least that I can do. Like that expression. I, 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 I feel where you like go, actually, it's not. And, it's, and, and and what a horrible thing to say. What's well, the least that I can right, do? Right. Exactly. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna exert the least amount of energy. Uh-huh. In this situation. Because that's really all I have for you. It's the least <laughs> exactly. I could do. I'm going to exactly. do the least I can do. Right. I'm going to do the least I can do, and I'm going to tell you. Uh, uh, why would you tell me? I love that. Why would you just hold on to it for yourself? Yeah. And then say, boy, when I did that, I really could have done a lot more. There's a... <laughs> Thank God I didn't have I know. to. I know. It's just those, those expressions that, you know, that people don't think through. No. They're just sort of like... Um, well, I just thought of one that was another one that was just sort of like, what? Um, um, oh man, it's gone. Good morning. Well, Coffee. if you, I'll, I'll, I'll put this in and then it'll come to you. My, yeah. Mine is, you got your work cut out for you. Like that statement sounds like, hey, yeah. everything's okay. Right. It's all cut out for you. Right. But really, it's a phrase from the tailoring industry where somebody, where your job would be to come at this table and somebody go, we cut your work we'll out cut for you. We cut your work out for you, so it's not even that. Yeah, it's hard. Right, right like, now, you, you got to do this you, work. Oh, it's, I see. It's cut out for you. Oh, right. It's not like, it, it's right. not like hey, it's all okay. It's like, no, right. here's your fucking work. Yeah. Here's your yeah, work. Exactly. Do your work. I have a thing about, and it's a, and it's a thing that I, I I hope I don't poison your brain. My brother no, poisoned my brain with this. But uh-huh. um, when servers say no problem, when they bring you something and you go no problem, sort of like why would it be a problem? You know, it's such a weird thing instead of saying you you're welcome in? or <laughs> sure or whatever. But right, right, it's right. That negative slant on things of just sort of like you know oh no problem. It's sort of like why would that be? Why are you introducing the word problem? Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yes. And I think and, that, and why would it like why by me like saying I'll have a coffee and then bring me coffee saying thank you they go no problem sort of like why would that ever be a problem that you've asked that I've asked you to do that you know what I mean it's sort of like it, instead of saying like can do can, yeah, yeah right 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 I can For do sure. that um, you seem to be somebody that is aware of like like the, the training that you and I both have, you were trained at the Groundlings, but you were trained before that somewhere else too, right? No, just pretty, well, I mean, I'm in improv now. Like okay, was the, yeah. so bringing, bringing improv into, into your life in this way, it's like you, you suddenly become aware of, I don't know about you, but I, I, I am aware. Hyper aware. Of, of everything yes. that I say. Yes. But not in a negative way. Right, no, you're just, you're just listening constantly and you're observing things and you're watching behavior and you're hearing certain things that, that, and things, 
that I would say though, I grew up with a, with a dad who was, was incredibly hypersensitive to those things as well. Why? And so. Why was he hypersensitive? Because he just had it in him. It, it wasn't I mean, just like, was, it wasn't sort like. sort of a, was a frustrated performer himself. Was got a Very uh -huh. funny person. And he was, but always to pick up on behavior. But always, you know, on family vacations, we'd look across and we would sort of write scripts for it. We'd be like, okay. My dad would be like, that guy is a, a down on his luck businessman. He's afraid. Wow, Briefcase, you can tell. Right. Like, so trained an actor. I mean, my dad did characters for me and my brother growing up and forever. And so like, we sort of always had that awareness. Right. So I thank God for improv training for giving me like a conduit, like a, like an ability to sort of like put that somewhere because otherwise I would be in a bell tower. Like I would be like losing <laughs> my mind because things bother right. me that don't bother other people. And right. I know it's what makes me, you know, sort of is good it, at my it, job, but. Is it that it bothers you or is it that you notice it? Because both. those are two, two different yes, things. Yes, it's okay. both. It's sometimes it's things that I, I've been able to turn because things like really big, horrible things I can usually deal with, but sometimes the minor, little, tiniest irritations are the things that can you know drive me wild. And mm -hmm. I can, I've able to I've been able to turn those into fun, humorous observations right. that I think if I didn't have that, I feel like my dad didn't have that, and I feel like there was a time that he didn't understand. And he would, he, things would irritate him. Right. He would be like, uh, you know, don't say you're sorry about your baby making a lot of noise in the restaurant. You're not sorry. Don't say that. You know what I mean? And it was sort of like, you know, and it was sort of like trained us to be like, well, actually, she's not sorry. She's right. just, you know. Right. You know. And she's being polite, which is a lie. Exactly. So that's the thing that I'm able to look at it and sort of laugh at. And I feel lucky in that way. That right. I'm able to have that sort of thing that I can observe it. And so he wasn't wrong in observing that when someone says I'm sorry and they're not really being sorry, they're just being polite. But I feel like if you don't, you know, um, improv training definitely shines a light on that because it makes you, so, you have to listen to every word, you have to look at every nuance, everything when you're doing, you know, scene work and it just, it translates into. Your dad set life. you up for that though. Yeah, completely. You know, he set you up for that. So, so the idea that, that it wasn't that, oh, thank God that you found improvisation. No, the idea really is your father led you to improvisation. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and in that, and, and so when you're, when you're sitting here, when you're telling me that, um, you, you and your dad go, that guy's a businessman and he makes yeah. this amount of money, he's unhappy yeah. with his life and all that right. sort of thing. It just makes you look outside of that which you're making an assumption right away, but it also makes you go deeper and deeper and uh -huh. deeper and deeper uh -huh. into something saying, we are not just that which, which we see. Exactly, exactly. We're not just these transactions between each other. There is a story with everybody there. Exactly. And like that is what has been fascinating to me about everything that I've always done. And it's why I love to this day, you know, going to movies and going to theater and going to comedy, like going and seeing stuff as well as seeing, because I just love watching people behave. Right. And I love being a part of that. I love doing it. And I love watching it as well. It's I so feel fun. the same way. And there are times where I go, uh, there are times where I think, that guy is just an asshole. Mm -hmm, he is mm -hmm. an asshole. And I find myself shutting myself out of that. But sometimes they, <laughs> sometimes that's what they I, are. <laughs> that, and that's what I was about to say is right. sometimes they are. Sometimes they are an asshole. And mm -hmm. as much as I want to say, hey, you know, I really love everybody. Because as a teacher, and you're a teacher as well, mm -hmm. and a performer, as a teacher, you want to go, you know what? Everybody is on their own journey. Yes. And so if you want to be an asshole, that's okay. Mm -hmm. As long as you know that you are going through asshole with the idea of maybe you're going to come out of asshole and be something better right, than that. Right. Sure. Exactly. But you're always you're always traveling through asshole. You know right. what I mean? And like good luck getting out. You know. Right. And, and well, some people need, do. But but how do they do that? I don't know. I isn't it just a isn't it about isn't it about seeing somebody or hearing somebody say 
look, Jeb, you're being Jeb. an asshole. You know? <laughs> also, and, it might take Jeb seeing someone behaving like him and seeing himself. I think sometimes when people see themselves. I think it's both those things. Yeah. It's somebody saying, Jeb, you're an asshole. And of course, Jeb being an asshole and a douchebag is just going to go, no, I'm not a fucking asshole. Right, and right. then somebody does something and they go, <laughs> that, that guy's, guy's doing the same oh, thing that I'm, I'm doing. doing. Right. 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 Yeah. Sure. And at that moment going, okay, fine. Because I, I, I believe that the only thing that, that we can do, and I don't know if you, the only thing that I can do, and it's that, I think, Gandhi phrase, the idea that if you want to be the change that you want to see people to make. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you are in, in a, a bunch of different ways. You are a model for, and I don't say that there's pressure on you, but you are a, you are, you are a model for other people to look at and to go, my, my life, what Drew has is an awesome life. Oh, man, no, that's so nice of but, you. But you. isn't it true, like the idea that you get to perform, you get to teach, you get to oh, yeah. pretty I much call so your own thing, and people are looking enough. at you, yeah. and they're saying, um, wow, he can do that, and look at the joy that I get out of that. Mm. You, can t you can talk to me about it, or I could just look at your life. Right, 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 right. Yeah, well, thank you. But do you nice agree with you. that? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, I feel like, um, I feel really lucky to have an outlet. I mean, like, just talking about the, just with people in general and getting to deal with people. I kind of love, I've learned to love assholes and I love, because mm -hmm. I love playing them. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, it's so much more fun than playing nice people. I totally agree. And it's, and I think like comedy is, is a corrective and people can look at that behavior and, and hopefully they can leave and say, I won't be that. I won't do that to somebody. I won't be that horrible to somebody right. or whatever, <laughs> right. but I'm going to laugh. I'm going to enjoy how awful that person was in right. the moment right there. So I love that that's normally what I get to play. I normally don't like in my life get to play nice, likable, um, you know, sort of centered <laughs> people. Right. Um, so for that, I feel lucky. I feel lucky that I'm able to, like you said, have a life doing what I love. I mean, and that's, that's, I mean, I get to teach, I get to, I get to act, I get to, you know, be in the middle of everything. I get to, I mean, I, I and communicate like with people about, about the life that you're living. Yes. Saying, saying, I can approach this life as an artist. I can approach this life as an artist because I'm living this life right. as an artist. Right. I've embraced it. Right. There's been a bunch of things in your life that you've embraced that other people are struggling with. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. and, and all that stuff is just so awesome because it says it takes courage to live this life. It, you know what I mean? It takes courage to get up in the morning, get the fuck out. But oh, it's also for everybody. takes courage to go. Being an adult is hard. It it's is so hard. hard. It's just hard living, you know? The, and the you, less you, you think about it as an adult and the more you think about uh, the idea of, I've got a, a, this sounds so corny, but the idea of I, having a child spirit. Uh -huh. Is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. when you look in the mirror, do you see when I'm, I'm going to say this? When I look in the mirror, I don't see fifty-three-year-old eyes. I see eighteen-year-old eyes. Mm. I see nineteen-year-old mm -hmm. eyes. I see my eyes as nineteen. I don't sure. see. You know, I look and I go, right. look at the vibrancy in that. Yeah, of course, absolutely. And people know that about you as well. I mean, that, that's something that that's constantly, you know, and that, that that keeps you that keeps you going. And it's not saying, okay, I've hit this point in my life because I mean that's what I was going to say it's like I could always argue that gosh I you know I would love more I would love a fuller richer life but I think that sort of desire is good you know I've learned to embrace that instead of like be mad about, about right. any of that sort of thing and I feel like I mean I was telling somebody last night you know I've basically been doing the same thing with my life since I was 15 mm -hmm. like I get up I go to school I have meetings and rehearsals in the afternoon or evening, and I have shows at night. That's right. what I've done since I was in high school. Right. And I feel so lucky in that way that, I mean, and, and 
when it's so funny when my family is like kind of goes, we don't know what he's doing out there. It's sort of like, I am the one that has not changed more than anybody in the family. Like I've done the exact same thing. That's I'm really in school, I'm, just, I'm teaching now, right. or I'm taking a class, or I have a meet, I have meet and I have rehearsals and I do shows. Right. But I, you know, and sometimes I, you know. It's really I, true, like there's an intransigent, in, 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 there's, we're not sure what we're, there's, there's a feeling that we're not, you know what I'm trying to say, intransigence. There's an intransigence that goes with, oh, he's an artist, so he doesn't know what he's going to be doing. But the, really, the fact is, I've been doing, I've been and doing the known, same thing I feel lucky that I've known what I've, what I've, I've fallen into something that I loved at an early age, and I've just sort of followed that and have done it. Because, like, you know, and everyone says this, it's so, it's not easy, and it's a hard road. And of course, it absolutely is, but... The joy that you take from it and doing it is just always transcends it. Like, but there's I don't no choice, think... though. No, I know. And there's that's no the choice. That's just it. Like, I, I don't ever, you know, consider what else I would do because I've found what I, what I love. And, and so it's... when you say that the richer, fuller life, like always wanting a richer, fuller life, you are already leading a richer, fuller life. Yes. You know, the idea of, oh, I And really I think wanna... that desire is, like I'm saying, is part of that. Right. That's part of that journey and, and wanting that. I think you should always got it. do that. I mean, got it. Because I, 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 I'm terrified of saying, yep, I got everything I ever wanted out of life, period, right. done. That's when I feel like, you know, you just turn your face to the wall and stop <laughs> living. Because it's like, you should always desire more and, and keep going and, and look for me. Is know, it always and... desire more? Or is it always, I should always, because I, I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very mindful of the word should. Because I just yes, don't, I, yes, I don't, I, I don't I, use the word should. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I love somebody once said, I don't want to shit on myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't shit like, on me. I love you know, that. Yeah. So, um, I what I what I can do and what I'm aware of is to continue to be aware yes. of the greatness that is come that is on that is right. at me right now. Absolutely. And it's, I think that it's hard. It's it's difficult sometimes for people to to look at things and to say. Um, uh, to look at things and say, yeah, you know, things are really good. But that's what I think right. people tend to do. Well, and I'm, you know, the, there's the, the southern upbringing, right? We don't ever want to come off too proud or too happy or too uh -huh. doing too well. Uh -huh. And it's this weird thing where we always have to kind of, we always have to back, so everything has to be like, we're very blessed, but right. things are not that great. Right. Just so you know, don't be jealous of us or don't, we don't want you to think we're being too arrogant or snotty or pri prideful or whatever. Do, what do you care about? The word pride. Mm -hmm. Do you have an issue with that? Do you have an issue with pride? Um, no, it's not usually a word that I that I use a lot though, and mm -hmm. feel you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I do feel it, but it's just not like it's it's not like a word that I sort of. I, uh, I yeah. love my I love I I love the work that I do. I love right. what I do. Um, I love when I do cool things. I'm sure. very aware of doing cool things, and right. I will fucking tell people that I've yeah, done yeah, cool yeah. things. Right. I will say if there's a word that I if there's a phrase that I like in an improv scene the best thing that I can do for myself is say it again because it's going to go away. Yeah, so if yeah, I have a sense yeah. that I like, I'm going to go, I'm going to say that thing again. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Or I'm gonna right, right. And we live right now, we live in a world where it's like, you know what, I want this shit to echo. So right. what I'm going right. to do is I'm going to tweet it yep. and I'm going to put sure. it on Facebook absolutely. and I'm going to fucking let everybody know that I did this great thing, not because I'm great, but to say, I am having a great time, you uh, guys. Yeah. yeah, sure. Well, and why not? Like, I mean, I always think like, you know, you, you go to school and you read what these other people have done and said and accomplished over the year. And why not? Like, it's all it's all of us now, not just me and you, but all of us that, that, that have to create and make what's happening right. now that people will, <laughs> right. you know, and it's why, like, I went to school and I I thought I wanted to be a college professor when I went to school. And then I realized and I was going to be an English major. And I was just like, 
God, I don't want to sit around and read all these dead white guys and, and, and write papers about them and analyze them and then right. put it away and then just, you know, be in a tweed jacket and, and a pipe and talk about it and go home. I'm like, I want to create it. I want to be it. I want to be in the middle of it. Right. I want to be in the circus. I right. want to be a carny. Oh, you know? I get it. And I'm so why not? Like if you, if, you, if you say something and they're not always going to be gold. They're not always going to be amazing things. You know, there are things that I've made that I've been proud of that other people haven't been. Right. You know, and, and that doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. No. It's sort of like, and, and there are other things that I've done that I haven't thought much and other people love. It's like it, none of it really matters other than doing it. And it's important to put it out there. Because, I mean, there is no, I've had to get over that, that sort of that, um, that meekness, that southernness of just like uh, being polite mm-hmm. and being, like you were saying, because it is a lie sometimes. Right. There are it times is a lie that, most of the time. You know, that, you know, it, it, people do need to be called out. Things do need to be said. As artists, you do need to, you have to, you have to have a point of view. You have to say something. Right. You can't just be like kind and nice to everybody. You know, every, you know, it's this gross thing that people feel like in Hollywood, we can't talk, you know, we can't talk shit about somebody because that's like taboo. And I'm like, you know, you, you want to be careful. You don't want to be irresponsible in right. what you say and do. And you don't want to just, you know, spew gossip or tell lies. Right. I will never do that. But if somebody is an asshole, I, I don't have a problem calling them out on it. No, Whether people... that's a professional situation or just a personal situation or I whatever. Agree. And that's my job as an, as an artist. And, and you're not always going to agree with me. Yeah. You're not always going to like what I have to say. But, I have, but I'm saying something, you know. And it's why the people that I look up to and admire... They've, they've sort of been unflinching in that. They haven't been like, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say the right thing. Right. I'm going to like everybody. I'm going to be mayonnaise. Right. So, you know, it's sort of like. I think it's really, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of work to be polite. I think it's a really it a lot of work. So when you it say, is. earlier you said that, you know, it's rather, you'd rather play those other characters. And, yeah. Um, uh, because for me, those other characters aren't working against a governor. They're not working against, yes. I yeah. can't say that. <laughs> yes. I can't work that. Because right. for me, I'm looking at going, it's so chomping at the bit. I got to tell you what I'm feeling. Oh, yeah. And it's so free. I mean, like, just to get up and do that is so fun. And, I, and I, again, I, it goes back to people looking at, uh, I know. I know. For me, <laughs> nobody will ever say. I just don't ever know what David's thinking. Um, <laughs> but you know who's another one is Alexandra Billings. You oh, know, absolutely. Alex, you know, and what Brilliant. Alex will say, and she's a great mm-hmm. model to look at her and say, "That fucker will tell you what mm-hmm. she thinks, what she feels, why," and you'll walk away getting scorched. Yes. And you're also going to walk away going, "That was an awesome scorching." Yeah. I got a fuck. Or to, to be witness to somebody being scorched. That. Like I've learned right. so, and I've and I've and I experienced, and like I'll never. Forget that experience and that exchange. Right. So what's better, that or like someone being nice and smiling at you? You know, I, and I, it, it, I've, I've had a few. I've had a couple of people sitting in that chair, and one, one, my friend Pat Fenn, who is just the nicest man. He is just the nicest guy, and I keep going. Okay, I'm going to scream. What's going on there? What's going on? And he is really. And there's another like Brian Stack. Do you know Brian? No. Brian. Brian. Uh, Brian is a Second City alumni. He uh-huh. works on. Uh, uh, he he works on. Um, Oh, Coco. Coco. Fame. <laughs> talk show. Fame. Oh, like, come on, uh, help me. Team oh, Co- Coco. Conan? Yeah, Conan. Yeah. He works like Conan. <laughs> I just saw Coco. Like Chanel. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he, yeah, Miss he works Coco Chanel. Peru. Nice, really nice. So, um, but they're two really nice guys and you keep going, where is it? Come on, where yeah. is it? And what you see is exactly what it but is. But that's honest for him, right? Exactly. So that's great. Right. That's and, it, fantastic. and it comes out that way. Yes. Because, and it comes out that way because... It, it just flows out that sure. way because it's supposed to flow out that right. way. No, and I feel like it's, you know, you, it's just like anything. You shouldn't have to. Because there, there are plenty of people that I feel like go out of their way to be rude, nasty, like we were saying. And that's not really them being 
honest and connected and real. You know, it's it's just it. I there are people I can be around that are the just the kindest, like just true in their truest form. They mm-hmm. are just absolutely wonderful people, right? And they make you want to be that, and you re- you you enjoy that, right? And and I so and I admire that so much, obviously. And then there are the people that have a really underhanded, snarky way of making you feel like a terrible person for right. having opinions. For, and or those trying people, to make you feel like a, a terrible person. Yes, exactly. And those people aren't really nice people. They, they have the veneer of a nice person. Right. But they, underneath it all, they, you know, the ones that go, oh, Drew, I'd hate to hear what you'd say about me when I left the room. <laughs> you know, which is something I, I, that hurts my feelings so much. Right. I'm like, I'll tell you right now what I think about you. Right. And just it's because I'm an, opinion, I'm an opinionated person doesn't mean that I'm angry and resentful and hateful. Right. You know, it's just that, like, I, I, I see people on the different layers. If like you were saying, you, you know, and just you know, from an early age of being able to look at people and seeing different layers in, in their story, right. I'm able to say, I really love that person, but or or and right. or whatever. Right. And it's not that I don't love the person any less. It's like I just notice something in them, and it's or, or or whatever. And a lot of people can misinterpret that as as whatever. You know, I, th- I think that to give yourself permission to, to give yourself permission to. Think that thing about that person and go deeper into that person and make and assumptions love about them. that person. And, and but it's what it also does is it's called imagination. Mm-hmm. And to look at those things, Thank and I'm you. always looking yeah. for that which sparks me onto feeling something else. And it's not like I'm always working on a one man show, but it's the <laughs> idea of sitting there and going, sitting there and looking at, and thinking and putting that person together with that car or yes. that dress yes. with that hat and, and saying, what's the what's the common denominator? You're directing from a that? show. Exactly. In my own head. Exactly. I'm driving a show in my own head and I'm looking at it and I'm giving myself permission because I need to give myself permission to think those things. Absolutely. And to say, you are not the fucking boss of me. And that's just such a beautiful phrase. I know that it's become cliched, but you are not the fucking boss of me. Mm -hmm. I am the boss of me. Right. And to remind your students and, and, and your teaching, your venue is different than the venue that where I teach. Now Mm -hmm. I, uh, my venue is usually my own space and, and right. teaching what I teach and uh-huh. what I do. But when I'm connected to the other spaces that I, that I teach at IO or when I was teaching at Second City, that is all about who are you and we're going to let you bloom. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, not, there's no structure that I believe that the ground link right. has. Right, 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 yeah. And so I try to, it's so funny you say that though because I try to encourage that within the structure of the ground links. The, the who are you and I'm going to mm-hmm. let you bloom. Because I try to encourage students to get the most out of, out of the program there. And if they're really serious improvisers, go study other places. Go, go see shows other places. Go, go seek out mm-hmm. who you are outside of this one structure, outside right. of this one thing. Because right. that is, I think, really damaging, even if that structure really, really works damaging? for you. The structure in itself uh-huh. and, and, right. and the sort of the need to be a cog in that machine, the, the need to be a part of that without having an individual voice, without having a point of view that you're going to be able to take outside of that. Mm-hmm. Because people that do fall into, and it's, it happens at every theater, I think they, they kind of go, they learn the, the model and they become so much the model and then they are it and then they don't know who they are outside of it, creatively, right. professionally or whatever. And I think that's always really sad. It's really true. And it's like, so I always try to tell people like, if it's meant to be, Trust that. Trust what is meant to be, and just just go with it. That Let is it such happen. an important thing. I'm, I'm, I want to just stop there. Yeah, I just want to. I want to. I want to stop there because I need. I need people to take that, to take that that in because we are like going 100 miles an hour. It's really <laughs> great. But I I would like just to just to go to to take that in right there because it is what is it that resonates with you? 
Yes. What is it that resonates with you? And let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves and let's be grateful for that one, one thing at that moment. But a great lesson is this as well. This is not meant for me. That's right. a great lesson too. Absolutely. And not to say, look at all the time I wasted no. at this place. No, and I learned both of those lessons of the groundlings. Mm -hmm. I learned on, I found my tribe. I mean, I, when I, I, when I, I moved out here 13 years ago and started taking classes. From where? From North Carolina. Mm -hmm. From Yeah, I went to um, college in Winston-Salem, mm -hmm. North Carolina. And then moved out here and just met my people. Met the, and I had never been around improvisers before. And I was like, I was, I was an actor. And I loved actors, but, I, but I'd never felt that sort of connection like I felt with other improvisers. And I was right. like, these are thinking, uh, you know feeling but also have there there's like an edge there's a there's a sarcasm there there's a brain there right they're not just lumps of clay that are sitting around like waiting to be formed they're people oh, that are right. active and right. they, you know and i loved that and people that create their own characters and what i'd always wanted to do and i found that at the groundlings and i and i really developed a lot of characters i found my point of view right. i had the best teachers in the world and, and met the to this day my best friends right. from there at the end of the day i didn't become a groundling and I found that that main company, I love the Groundlings and I love the place, but it wasn't really where I fit in. That's and so had great. I gotten in, it would have been it would have been nice. But I but that was such an important lesson for me not getting in because I it, it pushed me out into the comedy community. It made me it made me go out and learn who I was. I started making my own stuff. I started making videos. I started right. doing shows everywhere at I.O. and Second City and right. ECB and all this stuff. Okay. So I, I developed me after the you know. So I feel like I, I wouldn't have learned, if I had gotten into the groundlings and been a groundling, I don't think I would have left the groundlings to go and look at other things. I might have, but it was a, it was a great thing. At the moment where it was like, I was, I was there for six years in classes, and, or in classes for four years, and then I, I did the, the Sunday show for a year and a half. And it was like, at the end of that time, it was like, you're done, kid. good luck. And that's where my <laughs> thing started to take off for me. You know? right. And then I was able to come back to the groundlings right. and teach there. And I'm not bitter at that place. I don't look at that place. Were you disdain. bitter when you're bitter when you didn't get that call? No. And I thought, you know what's so funny is I thought I would be. Right. I thought I'm going to be devastated. I'm going to be furious if I don't get in. Right. And I didn't get in. And I remember feeling this overwhelming feeling of, of being fine. Uh, and I was like, why am I feeling okay? I thought I would be freaking out. I thought right. I would be upset. And then a friend of mine just said, you're fine because you're fine. Right. You know, you are fine. Right. And, and. And it was, and the more distance I got from it, the more I was able to say, oh, that's not really what I ever wanted from this place. You, know, ah, you, you get involved right. in that and you think, and I have students and I see it on them and they think, you know, I'm going to, I got to get a, I got to be a groundling. Then I got to do SNL. And then I got, they've, they've written their whole career path for themselves. And it's like, I know people that have done that. And I know people that, that I know you that have done too. what? That have written their career paths or that, that, and that, not successfully done it? Uh, Yes, or I would say anybody. I've known people who have gone the whole route into being groundlings and then going on and doing Saturday Night Live or going on the sitcom route and right. whatever. And for those people, it's never happened the way they thought it was going to happen. Right. And a lot of those people never even planned it that way. And then I've also known people who have written their career path. And when it if when it does follow exactly what they thought, they're still miserable because they're not living in it. No. They're still planning. Oh, man. You know? Right.
And when it doesn't work out for them, they're devastated. So right. they're just, you lose every time you, and it's- It's, it's the expectations that you have to say, this yes. is what it's supposed to be, as opposed to realizing this is what it is. is. And, 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 and I think that the really important thing is to say, and there's a class that I teach at, at, at IO, and that class is, and I mentioned it in the podcast before, it's called You, Y-O-U, and it's, and, it, and it's such a great idea for a class. Uh -huh. It's teaching people to, 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 reckon, to acknowledge to recognize, acknowledge, and to express their specific point of view. And to yes. realize your voice is your voice and the Nobody journey that you're on, that. you have no idea what your journey yes. is. Yes, And it's not your job to define it and to say it. It's your job to live it and, exactly. and walk it, you know, right. one day at a time. And it's, it's just that improv thing about don't plan, don't talk about the future, don't right. say what we're gonna do. Mom's gonna come in, the boss is gonna be mad, in five minutes, we're gonna have a scene. It's just the same as you don't wanna do in life. You right. wanna plan your life and say what you're yeah. gonna do. That's so boring. And there's no, and you have no control over it. Even, and if, it, it's like, I, and I, I, I used to do that. And you know, when I moved out here, I had that, that game plan. And I had this magic number. And at this age, all these things are gonna happen for right. me. And it was so weird how many things almost happened. At that, right. You know, when I was, it was 28. When I was like, when I'm 28, I'm gonna have all these things fall. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, <laughs> and I was so close when I was. I was. It was. It was crazy to think back what I had called. So I was connected to something there, but I was so wrong. Right. And thank God I was wrong because right. if it had happened that way, I still would be putting numbers in front of me. I think I don't think I would have learned that important lesson to just live today and it's, and, and now. Yes. 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 It, it's just so. It's so vital. You can tell somebody that. Mm -hmm. Oh, and oh my God. Or you could not. Right. I, I know. That's something that's so fresh. And I, it's something that I have to, every moment, have to remind myself. Like, I, we can talk about it forever. And then I know I'm going to be like, got this to do. And I got to hope this doesn't go wrong, you know, or whatever. And I can plan ahead and I can think about stuff in my head. It's just a constant voice but you just have to be okay with that and yeah and and, and we have i think we, we need and i think with improvisers we need certainly with artists but i'm going to start with the people that i know mm -hmm. my tribe yeah and i don't just mean jews um, <laughs> but my tribe my tribe my people and to go listen let's just sit the fuck down and i need for you to hear this right now you have no idea okay let's just say that you have no idea you think that you have an idea, mm -hmm. but it's a myth. You don't have an idea. You don't know what is going to happen. You wake up this morning and you told me, you can tell me right now that nothing surprising happened to you. We need to redefine what the word surprising means. Yeah. Because really surprising isn't just, it's your birthday and you didn't expect this. Right, right, surprising right. is, oh, I see that. Oh, I'm doing that. Oh, I'm going there. The unexpected that comes up all the time. Right. And that's what happens more than you realize, you, you, you're matching your expectations expectations. Yes. What happens most of the time is your expectations aren't met. And it's not about disappointment. It's about a realization that I saw that I didn't think I was going to see that. Right. Yeah. I love that. It's really true. It's and I so think that true. the more the more we 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 um, remind uh, artists or this is a word that I've been using a lot, the more that uh, that we engage people in mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. mindfulness right. um, to say, you know what, this is possible right now. Not only is it possible, but it's happening and, it's, right. and you're not aware of it. Right. I need for you to know that my journey is my journey and your journey is your journey. And if we're going to say what is the foundation of it that where we do match, 
it's that idea of my journey is about mindfulness. Your journey is too. Exactly. And in this moment, we're, we're on this together. And then we're going to go off and do other things. But in this moment, I'm paying, you know, I'm just trying to get you to be aware of what's happening. Right. You know, and that's the be- that's the biggest gift that I was given in improv school is just that awareness. Right. You know, when people say, how do you come up with all these characters? It's like, well, I don't sit around and go, oh, it would be funny if a character looked like this and sounded like this and had right. a catchphrase, which was this. Right. It's like, no, I, I accept jury duty. Right. I walk out, I go to Starbucks, right. I see it, you know, and I see people, I see, you know, it's behavior. I'm just, I'm tapped into, and, it, and and in class, I'm always just like, I'm like, I don't have the answers. I'm not sitting here with the, with the, with the, you know, the, the key to what it should be. I'm just watching what you just did. Exactly. And that's, and I just want you to be aware of what you just did. And, right. and, and maybe, you know, I might give you a suggestion, but what you're going to come up with is going to be far better than what I'm going to come up with because you're in the heat of the moment right now. Right. I'm just watch- I'm an observer right now. And I need for you to be mind to be aware of being aware. Yes. I need for you to be aware of being conscious, and that is all that I can do yeah. in that moment. Yeah. It's also about surrounding yourself with people who uh, live that life. Yeah. And uh, because a, a lot of who I surround myself, with, a lot of the people uh, that I surround myself with are people that are open mm-hmm. and and <laughs> and laugh. And look at yes. shit and notice shit in a way. And I love that. Now, you've worked with Gallivan, right? Yes. I and love. I love him so much. Have you, had, like, have you interviewed him? No, yet? not yet. Okay. Not yet. I'm going to get him on here. Yeah. Um, but um, Gallivan has uh, the sassy... Uh, sassy gay friend. Sassy gay friend. Uh-huh. And you've got Chloe, right? Right, right. So those characters are very similar. It's not that you both sat down and said, I'm going to do this. Right. What ended up happening was you, it emerged from you. Yes. It came out of you. Right, and, right. And you went, that's really fun. I'm going right. to do that again. I'm sure. going to do that more. I'm going to sure. do that more. And then you do things like you live in the technology of the times, uh-huh. which is, I'm going to make a video of it. And right. then I'm going to because that that's open to you. Right. And then I'm going to pay to post this on this wherever it's going to be posted. Right. And it's it, you're not looking at what could happen. No. You're looking oh, at what not. you're doing. And that's been the such a big lesson for me in that in doing Chloe because that was certain that was never it. It started as a complete the Savigny? Savigny. Savigny. Yeah. Okay. Um and uh, I'm going to say that as pretentiously as I can. <laughs> um, but no, it came from an honest, like 10 years ago, looking in the mirror and saying, I look like Chloe Sevigny. What am I going to do with that? What do you do with that? My other friend looks like, you know, George W. Bush. She's making her, you know, my other friend looks like, some, you know, this iconic, you know, fill in the blank. No, I look like this indie film actress. And so I read an interview with her and, and she was just name dropping, just such, such elaborate, hyper-specific Hyper literate, like, but urban, all of it, like just foodie and haute couture references, all right. these things. And I was like, this is fascinating because it's so her world. Right. And I'm so not in this world and I'm fascinated <laughs> by it. What is this like? What is this? And so I put up a, you know, um, a monologue on stage when I was doing a sketch show. At, at, and, at um, where? At the Celebration Theater, it was the first oh, time okay, I ever uh-huh. did it. And I was doing, I was in oh, a sketch show. Oh, what a great venue show. to do that in. But I want to tell you, the very first time I did it, uh-huh. it bombed. The audience just stared at me and didn't get it at all. And it was like, it was just me talking on stage for five minutes and just referencing things that no one's going to get. Right. My director didn't like it at all. Didn't, And I had to beg him to the show. David John, who this day uh-huh. is, you know, he... And he was right at the time because he it was there wasn't no there wasn't enough context for it and mm-hmm. he didn't and he was and he was coming at it from a point of you know he saw the he knew who Chloe Seventy was 
vaguely. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're not really doing her. And you're just basically, there are no jokes here. You have no stakes. It's a monologue where you're basically right. standing on stage talking, referencing things that no one, the, there's one joke in this that is that no one is going to get this. <laughs> and he's like, so yeah, no one's going to laugh at this. And he was right. right. He was absolutely right. right. And so the very first time I put it up on stage, it was like, it was the most horrible moment of my life. And for some reason, I begged him to let me try it again. And I don't know why to this, I don't, but I, there was something in me that I knew, this is me, this is what I like, and, I, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna suffer through this, I'm gonna endure this, because this is, this is more my voice than anything. And right. I find this just hilarious, just someone just talking about, because I, name dropping is so funny to me. And when people name drop, it's just hilarious that like we're supposed to, that that gives an event right. uh, legitimacy. Like all right. of a sudden, oh, because somebody was there, you right. had a better time. Or because you were eating something or somebody was wearing something, uh-huh. it, that equaled an experience. So that's funny to me. So I was like, that's what it was always about. It was never really about the actress, Chloe Sevigny, as much as right. it was just like, I looked like her. And I felt like she embodied that, that sort of that world that, that I was fascinated by. But those videos are just so joyous. Well, thank you. But They're you know what? They're so joyous. I did it on stage off and on. And it would, it was just, I never knew if it would go well or if it would, uh-huh. and if it was, I pretty much knew when I, when I first line out, if I got a laugh, I was like, okay, they're on board. They uh-huh. kind of get what's happening here. Right. But if they would sit there and just stare at me, it was, and I would just, and, but I loved it. And, and, and I, and I think if I didn't love it, I would have stopped doing clearly. it. Clearly. And then my friend, Jim Hansen saw it years ago and just said, I'm going to make videos of this. And I resisted it for God, three or four months, uh-huh. six months, maybe. Because I was like, you know what? I think it's done. It's such a it's such a weird niche thing. I don't know. If, I don't really want to go through it. And he was like, he bet he sat on me to make these videos because mm-hmm. he saw something that I didn't see. Right. So I basically had to get out of the way of my of my me telling myself that I, that's not the right thing. Isn't that true? The idea of getting out of your way so often, yes. like really so often, get the fuck out of your way because your uh, here we go. Your yeah. spirit is saying, dude. You want to go. Yeah. Keep going. Go. You want to go. And the thing is for you to go, no, I can't do that. Or I can't do that. Or I can't do that. And I was and like, and it was in that moment of me that I was like, no, I, 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 I inherently say yes to things. And when I say it's just the, it's going back to the improv thing to sound like a complete culty nerd about it. Like when you say yes, and you go with it and things right. happen when you shut down and say, no, things don't. It's that simple. And I, and I, I made these videos out of the blue. They became this hit. And now I'm traveling all over the country. I just I just officiated a wedding in oh Toronto. These two guys got married, and Chloe like married them. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. I might be going to. I just got a message about going to Australia next in the spring. Uh-huh. So it's like that has been my you know, and that's my calling card. That's the number one thing people that know that I do. It's right. like this, these Chloe videos, this right. Chloe seventy thing, which so started out from a place of me just having fun and doing this. I, I had no career aspirations about it. I always thought. How am I going to even turn this into a comedy bit for five minutes, let alone a career? Right. I never thought that this would be like where I was going to go. Right. And, and it's like, and now it's like because of these videos, I'm getting to do, it's opened so many doors for me right. that I never thought, you know, that maybe had I been somewhere else or had I done a more traditional path, I wouldn't be able to do that. You know? But you're not going to do that traditional path because that's not who it is that you are. Right. And right. what's also really interesting is if somebody told you 15 years mm-hmm. ago that you're going to do like, like okay, Chloe Sevigny, is gonna, you're going to be doing her. It's like, what the fuck does it even mean? What does that even mean? I don't even get it. And it's like, I can't even, <laughs> I have to get out of its way. And I can't, because people will say, will tell me like, you know, what, what do you think of all this? And I was like, I have no 
I don't have a thought. About. You're like, just I living have, within it. I just it. do it. It's right. fun to do. Right. I'm very touched that people like it so much. Right. I, you know, I do a lot of other things, and it'd be really great to get to a point where you know I'm you know doing a lot more, or people recognize that or know that or whatever. But I can't control that. I have to just do what I do. And you're going to you know? do what and, you do until you don't want to do it anymore. Right. And I think that's the important thing yes. is to go. There's there's going to be a point where you're going to go. I don't want to do this anymore. And mm-hmm. then you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's not that you're going to be. You don't want to do this. And I think that this is what ends up happening. This is really true in an improv scene as well. That you stop doing something not because you're tired of it, but because something else comes up. Yes. And yes. then when that something else comes up, oh, the dog's farting so bad. Uh, when uh. that something else comes up. Uh, you're doing what you're doing, and when that something else comes up, nothing like a breath of fresh air. When that something else comes up, <laughs> you go grab onto yes. that thing because it's like I'm ready for that. But we first are, uh, we're, we're we're first doing. Um, I don't know. I don't. There's something happening. Step this out of the comfort right. zone, and you and you go and and I have to know when to jump. And there are times that I won't that I that I've had to you know with this character that I've had to say. You know, can I try something new? Can I do something else? Because I, you know, I have been asked to do quote when it, when when, the, when it's not right. When I when I because I kind of know it well enough now, and when people want, you know, just certain things, they'll ask me to you know come host some like bingo night or whatever. And I'm like, can I do that as myself, or can I do that as a new? Right. Can I can I try something new? Because right. the artist and the artist in me uh, sounds so so gross. But isn't that but interesting? It's the thing I'm... in you that really wants to be. Wants to try something new. I think that that goes along with what I was going to. I, I interrupted you with, and the idea of why is it we have such a hard time? Why is it that we have such a hard time describing or using the word artist, saying it's the true. word artist? Why, like a plumber doesn't go, well, I just work on pipes. It's like no, right. you're a plumber. It's like right. no, right? I work on pipes. Right. It's sure. Like, why can't we embrace that? And I think that I. I think that we we don't embrace that because there, for some reason somehow it got soiled in some way, and yes. I don't know how or where it got soiled. But there's not a strength in it, and there's there's um, because it is just as important in this universe to be an artist as it is to be anything else. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and it's all. I mean, I feel like there's something about it, and I and I'm not saying I'm right about this, but I think there's something in that the use of that word that I, for some reason, I don't know if it's an improviser thing where we feel like, ew, that sounds like such a, you know, actory. I don't right. know what, the, or that feels so self-important and what we're doing is we're just, you know, making shit up with wigs on or what. But but I don't feel that. I don't, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I can't even support that. Why that, why I recoil at that word. I, maybe it's just because there are too many but you know, horrible you know people that I've seen over the years call themselves that, and I've just been like, ugh, right. I never want to come off. But they ruin it for the rest of us, right? You know, they right. really ruin it for the rest. But of us. But there's shitty plumbers out there too. Oh, you absolutely. I mean? they're, it's they're like, no, terrible. he's not a plumber. He's just a guy who works on pipes. Right. That's exactly. what somebody else is going to say about right. that guy. Right. Um. Uh. I right now. Um. I, I do collage work, and this is some of the collages. I most of the collages. Oh my god, that, this is yours! Yeah. I was noticing that. I love that the the skull and those 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 black. All of these are, are like... all these are mine. The the collages, oh, and I so like awesome. I sent ten of them to a cafe in Chicago, and one just got sold in Chicago. Oh my god, that's it's so cool! It's really great, really really yes. great. So that was sold. I'm doing this podcast. I'm performing. I'm teaching. Um, I'm traveling. And that's the life of the artist that I live. And, mm-hmm. and I, I was driving and I mentioned it the other day that, oh yeah, I'm an artist. Yeah. That's what I do. I'm an artist. Yeah. Right. 
and not a specific artist. It's mm -hmm. not like you're not Chloe all the time. Right. You are all those other things. Right, right. And when we get, um, what's her name? Katie Segal. Uh -huh. Katie Segal. Love she her, was yeah. on Me Too. She's and fantastic. She was, she's, well, she, all the I things, mean, you know all the things that she's done? Yeah, I mean, as a singer, Right, exactly. You know, yes, yes. She's, right. She's incredibly talented. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that much. I mean, well, I'm just listening to a podcast. Mary Victoria and Sons of Anarchy. And yeah, yeah. Well, her father was a, was a was a, a big director in in uh, in, in L. A. Who was killed by a helicopter? In a helicopter. Oh my God! His head was by the chopper blade. Oh Crazy. My God. Right. And uh, but she's also. She's she's a singer. She's an actor. She's done comedy. She's done this, you know, Sons of Anarchy thing. Mm -hmm. And she's for so her, looking, she's also a dancer. And all those things that she has done, she just kept saying yes to this and yes to that and yes to this and yes to that. And it's the idea of getting the fuck out of your way. Well, and the thing is, is that you know she might love her singing more than anything else, right? And she will always go down as. Peggy Bundy or the, or the woman from Sons of Anarchy. Gemma. That's how people, you know, right. yes. And that's how other people see her, but she doesn't need to see herself that way. Right. And and I think that's, we all have that thing that people are going to associate with us that, that is out of our control. Right. And, and it's great to have that thing because it's, it's, you know, it's it, it pays bills. It brings attention to you, you know, and... But you're not doing it for that thing. You're no. doing it for you. Like, you're, you're living your life. You're doing right. so many other things. And so, yeah, like, if... You know, I've had to get cool, uh, comfortable with that when, you know, there are people that will just call me Chloe, that will just, or that will just come up and that's all they want, you know, and that will only watch those videos that I do, that will only follow that, that are, right. you know, and it's like, you know, I could be upset with that. I could demand that they watch my reel or, or I could just be <laughs> gracious and move on. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, you, you, you can't, you know, school the world and you're, you know, that's when it starts to become like, you know, gross, I think, because then you're just, you totally know, understand. because you have to do so much, like you say, we are artists and we have to do so much of it for the sake of that without right. like needing to please other people or, or put it out there or make money. You know, all of it has to, you know, it just has to shake down into a life, you know? And, 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 and for you to realize that, I mean, you, I love what you said about you've been doing the same thing since you've been 15. Mm -hmm. Like the certainty that you could, this is what I'm going to do. This is who it is that I am. And I'm going to keep unfolding, unfurling, and evolving as I keep going on. When people come up to me and go, oh, Dave, you're this or that or this or that, I, I, I hear it. I don't deny it. I don't go stop it. That's that, you know, when you were younger, you used to go, no, 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 no. But right. after a while, you go, I'm going to take that compliment Absolutely. in. Absolutely. And to take that compliment in and, uh, but I'm not. I'm not who it is that they think I am either. Right. Right. Exactly. They say, "Oh, you're the no. best." You know. You no. Know, th that's the thing. You can't. You know. It's that expression. You're. You're never. You're. You're never as as bad as as you think you are. But you're never as good as you think you are. Too. Absolutely. Like, it's that thing where you're just like you. Ha there's just a middle ground of you. You are. And people that give you you know compliments, they mean well, and it's so nice, and you trying to take the compliment. Right. But you can't let that go to your head. Just like you can't let a bad review go to your head, or like not getting a job go to your head. Like. None of it equals anything. Like, no, you know? none of it equals anything. What matters is that you are present to that, that somebody said that nice thing to me. Somebody said that not nice thing to me. It doesn't mean I'm a nice person. It doesn't mean I'm not a nice person. Right, right. And, it, and it, you know, uh, the idea, again, the idea of um, if you call me an asshole, it doesn't make me an asshole. It makes you the person that calls me an asshole. Yes, exactly. That called me an asshole. It makes you that. Sure. And it's the idea of, you know, pointing at the moon isn't the moon. It's just you, <laughs> it's just your finger out in the air. And right, that's right. all that it is. I can either attach that you're pointing to the moon or I could just say you've got your finger out. I tell my dog, go over there. My dog's looking at me. I'm like, over there. 
go over there. And my dog's wondering, why am I swinging my finger yeah, up and yeah, down yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. I want you to go over there. And he doesn't get it. Right, 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 right. And that's the non, that's the unattachment to it and the realization that right now, that is what's happening. Right. And it goes back to improvisation, where if you can teach somebody to go, to notice the moment that you're in, in that moment, that's the greatest thing that you can do for them. Yeah. And, and just, they take and, that outside with their life. listening and connecting right. and communicating. Right. It's all it is. It's and, just like getting, you know, and if it doesn't work, if I can't get you over there with the room by doing this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to find another way to get you to go over there. Exactly. I'm going to have to find another way, you know, to do it. And, and that's, you know, that's how you avoid madness, I think. So you're not just <laughs> swinging your finger up and down in the air going, go over there, go over there, go over there. You're like, maybe I'll go over there and convince my that's dog to come it. over there. And that's it, and, exactly. You know, or may, I have to find another approach. I have to be active and saying, this isn't working, so I'm going to go and make it, you know, and, and find a way and enjoy that discovery. Because the not getting what you want is just as good as getting what you yeah. want because yeah. you're still inspired in a different way. Yeah. And, and, and that great phrase that I just love so much, it's, it's the, the, source of, uh, the source of all suffering is non-acceptance. Mm. Like whatever it is that you're not accepting, that's the source of your suffering. Yeah. Anytime that we go, oh, that's what's happening. Like you can, you can say, I'm not Chloe, I'm not Chloe, I'm not <laughs> Chloe. Or to say, you think I'm Chloe. Great. Thank right. you so much. Sure. Thank you. Right. Whew. Okay, let's yeah. end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's end there, right? We can do that. That's yeah. okay. What a blast. Great. This was so awesome. It I really this. is. I loved our talk. <laughs> Me like, too. Like, I feel like I would just love this conversation. Like, I, I love how it started. I was like, oh, we're going. Oh, great. I love right. it. It's right. Awesome. Right. That's that what everybody says so at the end of these conversations. It's like, oh, and we'll do that. that great. It. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrozowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.